What's going on, Gundam fans? It's uh, welcome to another episode of Watch from Mercury. Uh, this is a Gundam Mobile Suit Gundam, the Witch from Mercury Watch Along podcast, which is quite a mouthful. Um, I am your host, Maxim. And I'm your host, Alex Fasella. And we actually finally kind of started to understand the title. Uh, yeah. <laughs> prologue gave you nothing on that whole witches and mercury stuff, but. Absolutely nothing. Gundam, so, sure, but. Yeah. Rest <laughs> So this week we're not only reviewing the first episode which released of what that not the first episode that's not the prologue. Yeah. But we're also reviewing the little short story that apparently takes place between the two. Mhm. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. I don't know. What did, what did you think of the little short story? First of all, before we get into it reviewing wise, where did you find out there was an accompanying short story cuz I I wouldn't have known from like the anything online but you were in the was it like digging around in the reddit like what how did you know yeah i was in the r gundam subreddit and uh okay. which okay guys but before we get into it i forgot to say um if you want to uh, if you want to you can follow the account on reddit uh at uh, watch underscore from underscore mercury and if you got any any beef with us or you want to share your thoughts in the episode you can email at us at uh watch from mercury <laughs> at gmail.com uh so like if you, you- I like that you led with beef. Like, if you hate us, or if you yeah. don't, contact us. Yeah, right. If any Challenge of my Challenge us opinions, to a duel, you know. If we're not uh, well-versed enough in this series that is uh, two episodes in, <laughs> and you're mad about it. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I, I was on the subreddit, and I was like, I so the episode comes out, everyone's talking about it, and there's a bunch of people who are asking questions. Like, who is, what? How does this connect? Yeah. And someone was like, oh, there's a... Uh, there's a short story called what was this? It was called uh, the Cradle World, that connects the prologue and the actual like main series. But it was only written and released in Japanese. So the site that I sent you to was like a translation of it. So oh, okay. it's one of those things. It's like it's the same thing when you go from uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam to Zeta Gundam. You have this like whiplash of like, wait, what the fuck happened to everyone and everything that I was familiar with? And then people are like, yeah. oh, you have to watch Gundam Stardust Memory and it connects it. And you're like, this is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a love-hate relationship with media that isn't the style that you're watching that supplements stuff because I do like when it's like, oh, if you like the series, there's a manga that that takes place. Uh, one of my earliest memories of, of enjoying something like that is Kevin Smith wrote some comics that take place in between Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and they're really fun. Stuff like that I like. Yeah. But if, if you need that thing for what you're about to see to make any sense, like Ridley Scott will be like, well, you got to read this thing or Prometheus doesn't make sense. Like, well, then you did movie wrong. So like, <laughs> I don't know what I would have thought of this pilot other than it's fun if I didn't know like who this girl is and the fact that she's from Mercury and they don't like her there and the fact that the Gundam has, has some kind of sentience. And also, frankly, I didn't love the short story because it was set from the perspective of the Gundam and I don't know why, but I found <laughs> that really irritating. Like, I am the Gundam and I have feelings. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I do so like you that your prediction from last episode where you're like, oh, uh, you know, Gundam Wing, they say like the suits have their own personalities and I want to yes. see some of that. And immediately it manifested. <laughs> like, and I didn't like. I'm like, I want to see that. And then I got it. I'm like, not like this. I hate I this. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. So basically, like, what I was the short story. 
it kind of makes sense why they would need it to connect. Because I guess if you were just watching the prologue and then episode one, you probably have to backfill in some stuff. Obviously, when the series develops more, we'll see how necessary the short story actually is. Yeah, yeah. But I think they had to do it to get everyone up to speed. Uh, but basically, the whole the whole thing of the short story is uh, Mercury sucks to live on. Mm-hmm. Um, after that space station in the prologue was destroyed, Ari and her mother went to the, to Mercury to one of the space stations and essentially hid there with the Gundam, which is an illegal technology. And uh, the people don't like there. They're all grouchy because Mercury sucks. It's like a mining world and everything's hot and people die all the time. And then as a... Uh, Saletta grows up, she starts saving people in Gundam Ariel, which I think is just like they also mentioned that her mother put work into it. So Gundam Ariel is Gundam Lifrith, but like upgraded. Okay. Okay. I'm an idiot and I did not, I suspected, but I wanted to run it by you. I was like, wait, is this an entirely new family or have they changed their names? And it's the prologue. Family. So we, so this is the little girl. This is Ari, but we just don't call her that now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, yes. why did we just drastically change? But they both look the same. So they were the same. <laughs> I'm just. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and basically it like, it basically says that Saletta lives on the space station, right? Mm-hmm. She's saving people, hanging out. People don't like her. Then over the years, people kind of warm up to her because she helps out and like saves people from solar storms and stuff. Um, her mother goes to Earth pretty often, I guess, but people call her a witch. Witch from Mercury. There it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is kind of this is kind of the thing that links the episode to the prologue. Okay, so we haven't talked about the episode yet, but the the you remember the blue hair guy in the the prologue who were like he does have a point uh, about machines killing people. I don't think so, he had blue hair, but yeah, the evil Tony Stark. Evil Tony Stark, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Evil Tony Stark, in the episode one, that's Mironi's m- father. So he, oh, the yeah, guy with the gray hair, <laughs> yeah, the gray hair, because it's like oh, a time dude, jump. A- dude aged really poorly, really quickly. <laughs> like 12, I didn't connect that, that years, was the same yeah. guy. <laughs> oh my, yeah. twelve years and it's just hair. Like, wow. I mean, no, dude. not to to body shame anyone, but I'm just like, whoa, that's okay. <laughs> aggressive change not even a salt and pepper just full on i didn't okay, catch that's it. him i did I didn't not catch, catch any of this wow so his, what's his name his name is rembrandt delling so he's delling. the bad guy <laughs> okay okay but dude i was literally in the gym before this and between sets i was just scrolling through the the subreddit and i came across that connection and i was like I'm only going to report, record a podcast about this tonight, and I totally miss this. <laughs> Me too. I was like, I like, because uh, that was my question. I was like, where are all the people from the prologue? Turns out they're all there. They just have different names and look different, which, frankly, kind of a weird choice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, when you see gray hair Delling for the first time in the episode, he turns around dramatically, and there was this moment where I was like, am I supposed to know who he is? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yes. <laughs> But yeah, so, okay, so my my kind of gist is, right, from this short story, uh, also, Saletta wants to go to school really badly, yeah. and she ends up going to the school in episode one. Gundam Ariel recognizes that this is part of Saletta's mother's vengeance plot against Rembrandt Delling, who killed her husband and blew up the space station, right? Gotcha, yeah. So it all kind of, like, 
makes sense when we get into the episode. Yeah. But it's like, okay, there was there was a lot there that I was like, yo, this is <laughs> It's a lot that makes you go, why wasn't this just in the episode? Yeah. <laughs> just add With an me. episode 0.5 between us. Yeah. <laughs> or just add ten five minutes on the end of both of them and lengthen it. I don't Or here's an idea. Know. Put it in the intro. Just yeah. have it be like a montage in the it's, intro. See her growing yeah. up or something. <laughs> it's like it's a lot to ask of an audience that you have a prologue and some extra reading homework before you get to episode one. It's just a, <laughs> I'm I like this show quite a bit. That is a big ask of anime fans. Big ask, big ask. <laughs> so do you, uh, do you remember in the part where she's like, oh, the 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 Gundam goes, oh, and to to calm herself when she's freaked out, she's gonna put on some anime in in, in my cockpit. Yeah. And I was like, if this is another Gundam show, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> but they don't, so I'd assume it was like Yu Yu Hakusho or something. Like, yeah. Unrelated. Well, it mentioned she wants to go to school and she's asking Gundam Ariel, like, is this what school is like? And he's like, it seems a little outdated. So I'm oh. guessing she's probably watching like, like you know, slice of life type anime. She's watching Sailor Moon or something that Sailor has students Moon. in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Did they also mention that Ariel has a game console in the cockpit, so you can mm-hmm. play Super Smash Bros. or whatever while you're in there, um, it, which is crazy uh, <laughs> for a killing machine. Uh, it's like, this tank has Minecraft inside it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That'll attract children, and I don't like where this is going. Okay. Right. And then, so the other, the two things we get from this big one, there's from this, this short story, quote-wise, is um, her mother saying... If you run, you get one. If you go forward, you get two, which is just kind of like if you run away from your problems, you aren't ne- you, your problems won't get you. But if you go forward into them, like you can beat them and then come out. OK, yeah, you don't win. You just don't lose. Exactly. And then the other one I think was interesting is kind of at the end where Soleta learns she's going to school and she's super, super excited Gundam Ariel realizes this is part of her mother's vengeance plot against Dellings, who owns the school, blew up the space station, bad guy. And he says, ah, you know nothing. I want to tell you. You are your you are a tool for your mother's vengeance, which kind of a cool line. Yeah, it took me a minute to figure out that the Gundam wasn't actually speaking, that it was all just internally screaming, go, 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 which I think is better <laughs> than it actually talking, because then it would just the story wouldn't happen. But that's amazing. Like, okay, I it's love not that. in quotes. Gotcha. Okay, that's because I wasn't sure if it was just a style choice or something like that. But yeah, I read half of this really tired and half of this waiting in line to get my COVID booster. So it was a <laughs> range of brains uh, in my head reading, yeah. reading this. But yeah, it's all making making sense now. I did the same exact thing, dude. I literally read it. And then towards the end, I was like, wait, is it talking? And then I was like, <laughs> I don't I don't. I don't think so i don't know but yeah because because uh, their their lines kind of interlock a little bit but then you go oh no because then it would just go your mom's uh going a little sociopathy and you really should not do it. like it would it was it would be one of those plots <laughs> that would be solved with a post-it note except the post-it note is a robot talking but the yeah. robot can't talk hence <laughs> so that, it, that hence out. the internal screaming uh yeah <laughs> the name changes were were weird because i really did not put it together that it was the same characters until but i was like they look so similar i get are we gonna meet Aaron? later and they go maybe they looked a little bit so so you're like okay you watch and you're like these have to be like airy and the lifrith but like they're 
not. They're definitely not, but they are. I don't know. So, yeah, because there's a time jump, too. So you're like, did someone else get the Gundam in between and it's going to get it back? And it was a whole... I, my guess I is, like, in episode at the end of the episode one, she says, uh, Ariel and I were raised together. So my yeah. guess is is that Gundam Lifrith and Soleta and her mother all go, they all flee the space station, go to Mercury. Her mother works on Ariel a lot. That's how Ariel knows all her mother's conspiracies. Mm-hmm. They, they say in the prologue, Lifrith is an infant. So you can think about the mobile suit growing up with its upgrades over time as Ari yeah. grows older. But I also think the name change is probably for a security reason. Like, they probably have lists of all the people who were on these space stations. Oh. And they probably don't want people who worked on that particular one with the illegal Gundam technolo- Gundarm technology yeah. to be, you know. It's, it's interesting to me what, like, the future technology and the future bureaucracy and what does but chooses not to do like this is you said like oh well they want to change their name because they're on a list okay well we're also in the future where they have robot arms they don't have like retinal face scans that can track you down (laughs) or like later in this episode there's a there's a motorbike that says please slow down but it doesn't just cut your speed it just asks you nicely which i really thought was (laughs) cute i do love the inclusion of modern phones in this or modern phone-like devices where i'm like much this is not. This is a show that is like okay, lots of futuristic elements, but they were like, all right, we can. We literally cannot conceive of anything <laughs> more practical than a black rectangle in your pocket for most yep. things. <laughs> That's all we need to do. Okay, so now we can get into episode one. Yes. <laughs> so Soleta gets to the school. Um, I do. I okay. So I watched episode one before I read the short story. Okay. So I, I didn't know. First and went in. So I didn't know that uh, Ariel had a personality. So my first note is that Gundam Ariel talks back like Jarvis, uh, per your prediction. So good <laughs> a job. Bit. A little bit. <laughs> uh, Soleta arrives at the school, and she's like really uh, excited. Uh, we see right away that they... Okay, so it's uh, Astacasia School of Technology. Uh, she saves uh, Miroin. I... I've, Marione, I don't know. Marione, I, I get okay. I, I literally watched it again right before this, and I was like, I gotta say it right, and I'm butchering it anyway. <laughs> Sorry, fam, we ain't doing it right. We'll figure it out on episode three or something. Not, not happening now. <laughs> Marione, so she, she, marionette, I don't know. So she's pulling up to the school. A stack. A, a, <laughs> Our stack. <laughs> fuck me, dude. This is so hard. <laughs> Estacasia School of Technology so she's pulling up it's like a ring world space station school and they see a person floating outside the station in a space suit and she freaks out and uh, goes to rescue them and um, rips Gundam Ariel straight off the wall of her (laughs) incoming spaceship Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool like the scene where it's like the shoulders rip off the things and then it takes the step in front of the guys working on the flight deck just to like, I love those like moments where it's like that attack on Titan, like sense of scale when the Gundam foot comes down, it's like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And look, you were saying in the, in the prologue, I really listened up for the sound design on this one. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is nice. It's very good. It's almost got like a 2001, a space odyssey kind of vibe sometimes. Like when you go to the school and you know, there's just someone silently, you know floating outside it's very mm-hmm. that kind of clean uh 
bigger than you can imagine, almost terrifyingly clean space kind of feel. I really liked it. Yeah, I I totally agree. I, I got that vibe, especially when like ring space stations are like everyone agrees like if you're gonna live in space you would live in a tube or a ring or something like that which is yeah the foundation of all of these mobile suit gundam series in a way but this one did feel very 2001 a space odyssey just something about it you're you're right just that vibe is like spot on i think yeah i think it's mainly just because we take that beat where we just look at the different angles of it and it's just moving slowly and quietly. And that's mm-hmm. just all of 2001 before it gets insane. Unless yeah. <laughs> it has monkeys in it, which is yep. the beginning. Um, but yeah. And I and like I said, I mean, this is a compliment. Like, oh, it's doing that flavor of sci-fi. The like, oh, this is, oh, this is like scarily bigger than me kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I think you, you get that when uh, the Ariel is pulling up to Miroine in the spacesuit because Ariel literally, you can't even see the spaceship coming in the distance. It's so far that when like Ariel appears in front of her, it's like out of total blackness. It yeah. like really serves that sense of scale like, whoa, this shit's far away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then her first line is like, what are you doing? I was almost out. Like, yeah. I my right away my instinct she gets on the she lets her into the aerial and she headbutts her with her like space suit I'm like are you trying to kill yourselves is that what you're trying to do <laughs> is this a murder suicide like you're gonna break your space helmet yeah your normal suit as they're called in the other series um but yeah so whatever she brings her back uh the no okay this is I guess this is weird because she rescues her. But there's no scene of like dropping them both off at the school. They don't yeah, talk they just to each cut other. To school the next day, sort of a thing, right? Yeah, I just like I just realized that it's like she rescues her. She's like, I'm so close to escaping, and the next scene is Saletta like on the tram into the school. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I guess yeah. like I I don't hate that choice because part of me is like, well, that would just blow the surprise of once you find out what the whole dueling thing that we'll we'll get into Mm -hmm. but yeah it is again that is an aggressive choice to just be like what the fuck i was almost out cut to the next day like it's just normal oh okay (laughs) i liked it but it is a choice (laughs) also uh do they have haro in uh gundam wing the the balls with the faces on them um i don't remember there's there's definitely a hologram or two but i don't remember the specifics I don't know if it appears in Gundam Wing, but uh, okay. So you know when she gets off the train and there's a little robot that's like, it's like, uh, can I help you? It's a little orange ball on top yeah. of the little p- pillar. That's Haro. Okay, so Haro is a like Gundam thing. Yeah, it's a reoccurring like character. It's like a little cute robot that is like in all the Mobile Suit Gundam series in some way or another. And this one, it's always just a ball that like rolls around the ground, or sometimes it has legs. But okay. in this one, I did like to see that there was like a little the robot like hall monitor, like ask me for <laughs> assistance. And then there's people I just noticed this, but like right before we record this, there's people outside the train on segways with Haro's mounted in them. So they're like Haro <laughs> scooters. That. That's fun. <laughs> I didn't see that. Later in the episode, we also get a Haro drone over the battlefield. It's like, oh, so they're just sticking Haro and whatever now. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, so so we took the cute little robot and we made it a murder drone. Great. <laughs> yeah. That's where all of this leads, isn't it? Yep. Hal develops sentience and tries to kill its pilots and whatnot. <laughs> so we get to we get to the school. Uh, Soleta is like super cringe right away. 
uh, we see the school, which is clearly like a school grounds, and then there's like a battlegrounds behind it of just like empty dirt. It looks like. Yeah. What you when you first saw that? What was your first impression? My first impression, I thought all the scenery was really cool. I like that it's clearly like it's a it's basically sort of a military school because the yeah. suits and stuff are built into that. I was more distracted by the fact that those girls are so mean to her. They go mean <laughs> girls instantly, and she's even got the red hair like Lindsay Lohan. So it's just like, oh no, this isn't going to go well for her. I love the enthusiasm. They're like, "Ha! Did your mom tell you to put that old braid in your hair?" And she's like, "Yes, actually." <laughs> yes. Cool. Also, as as an anime watcher, can I just say how nice it is to just see high school girls in shorts and yes. no no disgusting fan service? Just like mm-hmm. let's just have plot and Gundams. Hell yeah! Yeah, can we just have people dress like normal people? It's like when they did the live action Cowboy Bebop that was very bad, but they updated Faye Valentine's outfit because it wouldn't have like structurally worked and it would have been miserable for the actress to wear because it would have just been, it's designed to be sexist so like they just exactly gave her normal clothes <laughs> so yeah so so the watching you know even watching old anime that i like when they do some fan service i'm like well that didn't age super great huh right oh boy have you so have you seen not Gurren, doing it is refreshing have you seen gurren lagan no okay another great mecha anime more super robot very very hyperbolic, more like Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z, but okay. too much fan service. It's like, I love the robots. I love the message. Great show. But all the fan service, it's like, even when I was like in college, I was like, I feel like I have to look away from the screen. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't I like feel this. dirty. I don't like yeah. this. <laughs> I don't know like, what show it's from. I think it was from some like weird right wing anime that wasn't Attack on Titan. Um, <laughs> there's a shot. Uh, that someone clipped out it was like for a, a, a fan service like critique video essay there's a shot where it's a slow motion like matrix style get away from the bullet but it's a woman a bullet goes around one boob and around the other one like it's oh zigzag, yeah because they <laughs> flop around it and i'm like someone animator had to miss his family for a week to finish this yeah <laughs> wow yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So I'm I'm glad that it didn't come out with any of that. Not that Mobile Suit Gundam has a history of fan service, but yeah. it is there sometimes. Yeah, like, there's some misogyny in Gundam Wing. There's very rarely any like weird sexualization. Yeah, Not really. It's a little less of that, so which is good. Yeah. So I was I was glad when I saw them in shorts. I was like, cool. We're not yeah. gonna be we're not gonna be creepy. Also, to mark this, this is all this episode. This series is also important because it's uh, the first time there's a female main character in a Mobile Suit Gundam series. First time ever? First time ever. So very groundbreaking uh, in a lot of ways. Very cool. Anyway, so girls are being mean to her. And then we kind of figure out there's like a duel that starts, right? So this is where we learn that it's like a school for dueling. Like everyone, everyone settles their beef with dueling. It's... As soon as I saw that, I was like, yo, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Island. This is taking me back. <laughs> this show is hornier for dueling than Hamilton is. It's so into dueling. Yeah. They, like, this, they decide everything with it. I'm like, wow. Okay. Everything is just dueling. Just It must happen like a few times a day, right? Yep. <laughs> At least once. All the time, and so it happens, is, and no one's freaked out. It's like it's like uh, like like us. We're like, what's happening? There's an air raid sound. So like, oh, just somebody's somebody's got beef over nonsense. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> fight with laser swords. 
Yep. Yeah. So we find out the first duel happens, and we see a, a some type of grunt suit, uh, which is nameless battle against uh, Guel Guel Jeturk, um, yes. who is in a suit called the Red Delanza, which is a purple mobile suit. <laughs> it is not um, red. It is pink. It is hot pink. I would contend. Oh no! It looked it to me because this because I noticed I had a note that was like, "Wow, the most toxic man in a flaming pink mobile suit." Again, choice. Dude, I just googled Red Delanza. It. Oh, okay. All right. You is know it, what? I'll I'll give you that. I think the. Okay. I don't want to be combative, but it looked really pink to me. The 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 model kit version is purple. Uh, what I'm okay, seeing screen grabs from the show very pink. Okay, I love it. It's chunky. It's got a cool beetle horn on it. Mm-hmm. The little plume on top, little over the top, but a little bit. And it's got that. Didn't it have like a laser like trident or was it something yeah. or a lance or one of those. It's like a it's like a halberd thing. It's got it's like a spear with two spikes in the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. like that. Me too. You don't. You like there's a there's a few mobile suits that have like cool beam saber patterns and like yeah nothing in the UC has that so it's cool that they have that right away We're, they're going cool they're going it cool never, exotic it never ceases to amaze me in all the mecha anime stuff I've watched how e- quickly they will just use like a weapon once and just toss it aside like oh yeah. that's a billion dollars <laughs> over there that's spent like do they collect them up afterwards like yeah. those things have to be astronomically expensive but they're just like oh this one's dead it's just the gdp of a country yep. for four years <laughs> away with you every time every every time there's a gundam space fight and they throw their rifle into the darkness because it's yes! out of ammo i'm like yes what are you doing <laughs> it drives me crazy every time i'm like they gotta have beacons on them or something because that's an expensive loss but yeah. we watch uh ghoul jeturk absolutely annihilate uh his opponent and then uh they, they come crashing down onto the viewing area right next to the school Miroine saves Soletta. So they're kind of even at this point, right? Yeah. They're like, she saves her life uh, in space. Now she saves her life in return on the ground from getting squished by a mobile suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we find out that, like, okay, so we found that uh, Guel is like, I'm going to marry you. He, like, announces it. He's like, we're going to get married and all this. And you're like, what? What's going on? Uh, and then uh, it cuts to and then she's like ugh whatever and then it cuts to um Rembrandt Dellings so evil bad guy blew up the space station in prologue zero this is the the moment where he turns around and looks at the screen and I was like there there was a pause there for me to recognize him but I don't <laughs> <laughs> and so he's a he's a capitalist jerk off as we learn pretty yeah. quick yeah I love <laughs> the fact that this show and it might just be the fact that like anime is going to grow with politics and whatnot this show has no illusions that like oh if you're a capitalist or a politician you have no friends you have alliances and you have enemies there is yep. nothing because there's that guy that plots that well I'll, we'll get to it later but he's like this uh, this ends our 10-year friendship with me killing you inside a spaceship like yeah you probably weren't really <laughs> friends i would say i wouldn't really do that to a friend unless i I don't know. He went crazy, but I don't know why I don't stop talking. Anyway, um, not really <laughs> friendly behavior. Yeah, and we see him. Uh, we see him uh, at like the big holdings group meeting. Cut off one of the companies 
Yes. That is like the least performing. And this is supposed to represent how cold he is. He's like, you no longer have access to the holdings group, like funds. He's like, we'll go bankrupt. And he's like, exactly. Which <laughs> yeah. is not killing anyone, but it is, it is like <laughs> supposed to represent that he's very business minded. Yeah. Quick sidebar here. People note that on the screen of the holdings group, when showing the people in on the conference call, there's a woman with a metal mask. And oh. <laughs> people think that this is going to be the Char clone or the Zex clone, okay. like, which is a Char clone, right? Mm-hmm. But people are speculating that it's Soleta's mother who works on Earth calling Ooh. in. Maybe she's... If they, if they did a big reveal that her mom is the big bad, I would not be mad about that. Yeah. I love a yep. villain where you're like, they're not a bad person. They're just like, you can make a compelling argument that Magneto is not a terrible person. He does a lot of terrible yeah. things and depends on who's writing him. But like he and Charles Xavier are friends. They are just yeah. also in a battle to the death that will never end. <laughs> Classic. And that's that's yeah. kind of what I hope for. I, I kind of like the multi-layered thing that we kind of. Now that I have uh, figured out what's going on a little bit, I like the multi-layers here where it's like, like Soleta's coming to the school because her mom wants revenge, but she's at school because she's excited to be at school. She meets this girl who is cool with her, like within the episode. And then it turns out her father is the guy who owns the school. Who's a piece of shit who killed Soleta's father. (laughs) So I I like the, the, the family dynamics, which is different layers to who's good and who's bad and how they relate to each other. Yeah. Setting up a a little, we're starting to get a little Romeo and Juliet here, like the warring families. And I'm again, not mad about it. I think it's cool. Yeah. Very exciting. And so this, this is also where um, we learn uh, that. Okay, okay. So then cut away from uh, rich guy in space. Uh, we go down to Miroin's like dorm house thing where she's like eating tomatoes. And Soleto's like, I've never eaten a tomato before. And oh, she yeah. feeds she's her a like, tomato. Um... And the tomato is like, so hilariously over animated <laughs> she bites the tomato and i was like tomatoes do not look like that like that thing is gushing <laughs> it, looked, it looked like the inside of a pumpkin it looked like it had giant seeds and stuff yeah <laughs> i didn't like it. i also don't like the idea of biting into a just a tomato i like things made it from so i was like oh i know this is supposed to be enticing but you couldn't have made it like an apple or something yeah <laughs> but i'm just i eat like a child so of course that's gonna bother me <laughs> yeah it was it, i I'm, I'm a big tomato stan love eating tomatoes but uh okay. i'm not a messy eater so for me when someone bites something and squirts <laughs> on their face that's when i recoil a little so, bit. <laughs> so we were both horrified for different reasons yeah we were like oh god <laughs> So okay. at this point, uh, at this point, like Jeturk or Guel Jeturk bursts into the room. He's all pissed off. He's like, "You're gonna marry me and all this shit." And she's like, "No." And then in his rich rich kid rage, uh, she calls him Daddy's little lap dog, and he gets so, which is amazing. A great, great burn. Would yeah. love to call someone that in real life um, and have them freak out the way he did. So he destroys the whole the whole cabin. Right? Mm-hmm. He was breaking everything. And so let us be like, we have to stop him. And then uh, cue the, the spank heard round the world. Uh, yes. So let us slaps him on the ass. <laughs> they weren't dueling before. They's dueling now. Yeah. So this is where also it's like explain, like kind of explained that like her uh, Miroin's father 
owns the school and set it up so that whoever is like the top duelist is like her fiance or whatever. And everything's settled through duels. And then she kind of explains yeah. it to Soleta. And then at this point, Soleta challenges uh, Guel to a, a duel, which he is surprised about. Everyone's surprised about, but she's just like, okay. Uh, and then we cut away to Guel Jeturk's father, who finds out about a duel happening. And it shows that he is planning to blow up the shuttle that uh, Dellings is on. Big, big capitalist guy. Yeah. So kind of the, the pieces here is like Ghoul's father is a rich guy in the Delling Holdings Corp. And like you mentioned earlier, he wants to blow up. He wants to kill Dellings to secure the marriage between his his son yeah. and Delling's daughter, Miroine. And as I'm this is where this, I started to get like, really lost, if I'm perfectly honest. I'm like, <laughs> I forgot who all of you are, but those robots are cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it, yeah, this it was when I it's it's just too it's too many things going on for me. To, and also, you know, it's happening very fast and whatnot. very fast, like rapid fire. I, I I'm glad I did the second watch like yeah. right before we recorded this because it really kind of fit things into place and i'm hoping that uh after after i've got this set of characters down i'm hoping it yeah. doesn't get more complicated <laughs> <laughs> if they don't change their names and looks again i'm gonna be so pissed right <laughs> yeah and they so, have to live on venus and it's a whole other thing yeah right we're gonna add we, we still don't know at this point in the plot what the earthian versus spacian like relations are like we don't actually know yeah. the shape of the world all we know is like there's the school there's Mercury, there's Earth, and those are three places. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they never set up anything related to Mercury at all in the prologue because they say that yeah. they're from Mercury, and we know it from the short story, but like not even a hint other than the in the title that they say Earthian and Spacian, but that's literally they're they're missing out some big world building, and they didn't even quite do it in this one other than saying she's from. Mer it's like they're holding off on that for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm uh agonizing that that I have to wait a week for episodes. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited to see how that pans out. But yeah, so this it gets a little complicated. Where it's like, okay, so Guel Jeturk's father is another capitalist guy, wants to kill main capitalist guy. So but he's gonna wait until the duel is over to make sure that Guel is still the fiance of Miroine whatever her name is i'm gonna i'm gonna get it right for next episode i promise uh <laughs> hermione um hermione <laughs> so and then uh the duel starts uh and uh this is uh the we learn that the duel victory is whoever breaks the blade antenna of the other person yeah so it starts the duel starts and gundam Ariel. it turns out is being piloted by Miroine, who uh stole access to the aerial earlier in the episode here's my question so Soleta agreed to this duel she goes i'll duel you over her honor yet then she's watching this on tv going she stole my gundam how did she like so <laughs> yeah. why wasn't she already like prepping and stuff what it felt like a, i went wait what did i miss something i was confused i i have no idea I, yes. I feel like they were like, we want to have the scene where she kicks Miroine out of the cockpit to start yeah. piloting Ariel. But they're like, but how do we do that? And they're like, I don't think we need to explain. <laughs> they're like, we're just going to jump forward a little bit. I'm like, are you procrastinating this duel? <laughs> like, it's 
it's very reminiscent of uh, Gundam F91, uh, which is a movie uh, that was supposed to be a 50-episode series, and they just took what they had from those 50 episodes and condensed it into an hour and a half. So, Oh, wow. <laughs> you want to talk about of... messy time skips. That one yeah. is rough. So we have, uh, we have the, the fight starts, Mirowin versus Ghoul, and uh, Mirowin gets her ass handed to her in the aerial. She's obviously a lover, not a fighter, or maybe not even a lover at all. She's just a, a rich person's daughter at this point in the series. <laughs> yeah, and it is kind of funny and that these are children, so they're going to make childlike mistakes. So you could say it yeah. was poor writing, but I, I chalk it up to just it's just fun things kids do. She gets in that thing and goes to the duel, and she clearly hasn't like tried to see how any of the stuff works. And she's like, how do you work this thing? Ah, crap. And like, yeah. she just got <laughs> in it and went, which... Yeah, crazy that she did that. But then we have the, of course, then we have, um, then cut to someone speeding across the battlefield on one of those Haro, <laughs> like, uh, segues that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And of course, it's Soleta, who gets in the cockpit and is wrestling for control. She headbutts Mirowin, which is a callback to the her- headbutt in the earlier episode. And I think, I think this is significant because it's like, you have Soleta being like, this is my mobile suit. Like, this is my Gundam. We were raised together. Like, let me pilot it. And I think the headbutt thing early on when Soleta rescued um, Mirowin, Mirowin like, headbutted her and as kind of a, like, you can't decide my fate for me. I want to escape. You shouldn't, like, get in the way. Yeah. This is kind of the opposite. Like, once again, in the cockpit of the aerial, except it's Soleta headbutting Mirowin being like, you can't pilot my mobile suit. You let me do this duel myself. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a fun way of them having basically an argument about their agency. So I was I like that. Yes. Lot. Yeah. And it, I guess that, that, that's probably going to be like a big thing in this, you know, like that's always kind of a theme in these Gundam shows. Like even the, the original is like Amaro being like, does he have agency? Like he's forced to pilot the Gundam because he can pilot it, but he wants to stop killing people, but he needs to kill people to protect his friends and children and stuff like that on the white base. So kind of, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of that. Um, And then needless to say, once she starts piloting the aerial, we have uh, the fucking quickest and most badass fight ever. (laughs) Every part of the shield became a gun. It became yeah. a million tiny guns, and I was just like, that is so amazing and dumb and perfect all at the same time. Like, <laughs> the whole shield is a gun. One gun? No, it's a bunch of tiny guns. <laughs> yes. It's like 19. It's like 19 guns. I loved it. It's so good. It's, it's like, so normally they have like funnels, which is what these are typically called, but the funnels in other series are controlled by new types. And they're usually like, oh, deep in the series, you see funnels because you have to be deep in the series to see when people start using their psychic abilities and psycho Mm -hmm. frames and stuff. But in this, people were like, the Gundam Aerial is using funnel technology right away. Like, it is fully mind controlled. Like, maybe it's probably, it's probably controlled by Aerial, which is linked to Soleta in some way. We don't know exactly how, if it's psychic or if it's just like all technology or what. Mm -hmm. But they absolutely rip apart Ghoul in the Red Delanza. They, <laughs> like, they block an insane attack as a, as a shield, and they explode into a million little guns, and they just fucking sever all of his limbs of his mobile, mobile yeah. suit. Yeah, they instantly. do They do a Monty Python on him. <laughs> yeah. So I, I personally loved it, because it was one of those things where it was like, how, how is this mobile suit actually going to fight? And then... I thought it was going to be a prolonged battle, and it was so instant. Yeah. 
you know? So then we find out she wins the duel. Everyone's like, woo! And then Ghoul's father stops the detonation of the shuttle carrying Dellings because he, his son lost a duel, which means that his marriage is no longer secured to Mirowin. And then we fast forward, uh, we go back to Earth, and uh, Soleta gets the, what do they call it? They call it the, uh, the, em- the, the, the attire of victory. The attire is the emblem of victory, the em- emblem of the holder. Yeah. So Soleta becomes the holder, which is like the best duelist at the school. Okay. And she gets cool new white clothes. New white space suit. It's not horny at all. It's totally functional, yeah, it which is great. Yeah, actually a pretty like, tasteful costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Mirowina uh, tells her that she is also now her fiance. <laughs> I love that she, because she's like, but I'm a woman. She goes, oh, it's. I guess you're more conservative on Mercury. I'm like, oh, conservative? You mean like a society that decides marriage based on duels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're kind of progressive about who? Okay. <laughs> well, mixed signal there. We're the progressive ones because our sexuality is linked to our combat ability. Yes. Okay? <laughs> you marry a woman, just make sure it's because she has the best laser guns. That's it. Yeah. And it's it's insane that this Delings guy made a school to like be like the b- best duelist gets to marry my daughter because in my mind I'm like how old does she have to when does the marriage happen? That's a great Is it when she question. graduates? Is it when they, they graduate? Is it when, oh, if you're like the holder when you graduate with her, but then if she graduates, why would you go to that school if you have no marriage? Ch- I don't yeah. know. It's Do they do, do we know how old these kids are? Because I assumed 15 just because that's the kids in Gundam Wing, so I don't think that's accurate, but that's just where my mind I th- went. I think they're like 16. I think they're 16 okay, so th- based on the, the story, the short story between okay. 16. Yeah, so in theory, assuming this is high school rules, they'd have like, two years and then what is what does it become like a trade school after that like what <laughs> it military also, base i guess or a, a, i think it maybe comes like a like like space west point kind of just like a military academy yeah wouldn't it be it would be frustrating too if like you had to wait till you're graduating to marry her but then someone beats you like if you hold the held the title for three years <laughs> oh, and then, like, like, like when someone, someone snipes you, you on ebay yeah like, no! someone stream snipes you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure I how that works. I lost a duel on the day before graduation. <laughs> I was so hungover from celebrating. Damn it. Right? So I'm like, I'm not really sure how any of this works. I'm guessing this is just a plot hole that we're just going to have to accept yeah. unless it gets explained. I do like overthinking world building things that aren't properly explained in in stuff so this mm. is very much just what i will continue to like well, what about <laughs> what happens after that does there is there another candidate does he keep going it's clearly just a money-making front anyway so does he care that much i don't know i love stuff like that it's fun yeah no idea what's going on there so but she yeah and it would we, we should address this is that there are some Gundam fans online who are very ma- mad that the series is quote unquote woke, which I uh, cannot believe. And I will say to the listeners right now, uh, we all know how stupid this is. Like lesbian relationships are very normal. And even at this stage in the series, this is not even like, this is like a random relationship that happened based on the plot rules of like this school. Yeah. Like this is not, some egregious thing. This is just like, this is 
so so normal that i cannot believe people are upset about it. it's weird <laughs> what people tend to call too woke in the anime community i forget if i brought this up before in, in person mm. but so uh the cowboy bebop remake everyone's like oh it's too woke because they cast a person of color as jet and they cast john cho as spike if you actually looked at the plot it was significantly less woke than cowboy bebop like you're just <laughs> which was all about like freelance capitalism and and how cops are terrible and this was sort of like yeah but most of the cops are good just like that one's like it was weirdly like more (laughs) centrist so they're just mad that people of color in it and here they're just mad because again you said it was the first uh woman protagonist in a gundam and also i think it is heavily implied that they already have feelings for each other so they're some kind of uh yeah of non-straight and that's i thought the relationship was really cute I'm excited to see how it plays out. I'm, yeah. uh, I think it's this. This is a big departure from a lot of other Gundam media, mm-hmm. and I do a pre- like. I like the duels so far. I like all the mobile suits. I like the lack of fan service. I like, uh, I like a multi-layered Game of Thrones style story. I'm really hoping that it, that things in the next few episodes kind of get more solidified and the plot starts to just become more and more apparent. Yeah, but. I really enjoyed this episode. Me too. I would like I said I got I got lost once they started to add the the dad's uh subplot, but I, I wasn't having a bad time at any of this. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna have to piece this together on a wiki later. But yeah, those guns, those, like, those shield guns are rad. There, there's two series happening, right? There's uh, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury, and then Mobile Suit Gundam: The Dads from Mercury. Basically, like, <laughs> the, the story is what's happening at school, and then the other story is what are your dads up to? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they'll get their own short stories, hopefully. Just yeah, I, I'm guessing they'll play out a lot more. I'm excited to see it, and I'm hoping for more Mobile Suit combat. Also, this is something I did want to point out. Uh, it the vibe of this the dual school it feels like Gundam build fighters or build divers but with real stakes. So those series are like build fighters, like the Gundam models you build, the gunpla. Mm-hmm. You can bring them to an arena and then play them. You can like pilot them in like a simulator, and it's like a, it's like a sports anime. Oh, that's fun. It's cool. Build divers, same kind of vibe, but more virtual. Yeah, but there's no stakes because they're not at like a multi like like a you're not in like planetary warfare you're just kids who build models and go play the game yeah this this so is this, that game but with shakespearean power reasons behind every move like it's exactly someone's honors at stake or their life or someone's father yeah a lot of dads <laughs> no mom yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get there though we'll get there so this was good i i really enjoyed it and i'm excited to see how things uh go wrong I, I'm I'm really excited for whenever the pivot point in my prediction is pivot point in the show, right? We're going to school, we're chilling. I predict ten episodes at the school, and then I'm guessing about halfway through whatever season one length ends up being, we have a reversal where there's some type of calamity outside the school, and then they have to go into real combat, real warfare. That's okay. just my prediction. Yeah, and I think that the that kind of triumvirate of big business. Uh, the Bennett corporate, I think it was. Yeah. Um, there, I'm hoping maybe they do some kind of divide and conquer profit from whatever side they can that weapons companies always kind of do in time because mm-hmm. war is a great industry. And I wonder if they'll play with that idea. They seem to be at least down to play with that idea. I think so too. I think, yeah. um, I think we're going to get a lot of depth out of this. Yeah. When do you think we're going to, really, when do you think mom's coming back? 
Hmm. I'm going to say within hope, three I episodes, hope, but I couldn't put my finger on. Where. I hope not. I kind of, I like, I like when shows put a little mystery into yeah. the characters for a while, you know, like I would love, it would be cool if her mom came back like 20 episodes in yeah. as like some big turning point. Yeah. But who who knows? Um, yeah, the story I believe said she, her last birthday that she would ever spend with her mom was her eleventh birthday. So I was like, mm-hmm. is it implied she dies or she's just gone or just never around after that? But she's or on the birthday, but she's still like doing stuff. It was very, very vague. Yeah, not sure. But we'll I'm, we'll definitely see her. I'm excited about this. Uh, it was a good episode. It was so. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We kind of went a little long today. I will attribute that to the fact that we also had to read a short story <laughs> to watch the episode. <laughs> yep. There was homework. But once again, guys, if you want to yell at us and curse us out or tell us uh, we're too woke and we'll go broke. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, tell us that or you want to send us fan mail or anything you want us to read on the show. You can uh, email at us at watch at gmail dot com. Send in your fan conspiracies, your predictions, whatever you want. Uh, subscribe to the channel on whatever platform you're listening on and uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Please do. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Alex Fasella, F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A. And I'm on Twitter at A Fasella, spelled the same. And uh, we'll have a Twitter account soon for this show. Awesome. Hell yeah. So the links to that will all be in the description, guys. You can find me on Instagram at asparagus. It's like asparagus, but with guts at the end. You can uh, follow my other... You can follow all my projects there. There's too much going on. Um, but all my all my social links are going to be in the in my Instagram bio, and you can find all my other podcasts and my bazillion other projects. Uh, so yeah, go check those out. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, don't let your dad marry you off to whoever is the best duelist may your shield be a thousand guns (laughs) may your shield be a thousand guns (laughs) okay bye guys new sign off